I sound really hoarse. I feel like I sound really hoarse too. Do I sound hoarse? Uh, a little bit. Uh, so. That's the end. <laughs> Welcome to the web of tomorrow. Today we're going to be talking about uh, some coding resources and uh, stuff on the web, how to find stuff. Um, I'm Adam Harris, and I'm Riley Carasquillo. Have I said my full name on here before? Yeah, yeah, a bunch. Man, I have a long last name. Yeah, Saying it's a lot easier than... I didn't learn your name for like a year. Really? Yeah. I don't blame you. Just your first name. You're just Riley. It's, uh, yeah, that's what my parents did. They were, like, they, for the benefit of everyone else, they gave me a short, easy first name. I like it. My last name? No, short, easy first name. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hate your last name. Oh, man. So is my wife, unfortunately. She'd kill me if I include this in the podcast, which I will. So <laughs> it's there. It's done. It's written in stone. All right. So since you're the noob, uh, what are there some challenges you found in trying, trying to find an answer to some something you're working on or anything? So as I was starting off... I, and I, I feel like I've said that phrase one gajillion times already, but it's true. As I was starting off, I, you know, the, the first thing I went to, and I was already pretty good about this, was just Googling things. I would just, if I had a question, I would just Google things. And I started noticing there were at least two or three resources that were constantly popping up. Two of these three are a lot more useful than the other one. <laughs> But MDM was the one that comes up a lot, MDN, and Stack Overflow. And then W3Schools also comes up quite a bit. Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's talk about MDN. What is that? So it's, it's, it's a resource tool for developing, for developers, that was developed by Mozilla. <laughs> yeah. So terrible phrasing. So it stands for the Mozilla Developer Network. Yep. And uh, yeah, that has got to be one of the best resources available. In fact, I've gotten to where I specifically just want to look on that site because it's so. It's not. It's not really official. It's not like the official documentation for JavaScript or HTML or CSS, but it's it's really authoritative. And so I'll just search MDN. And then whatever I'm searching for. If I know that it's something I can just find in, in that documentation. Yeah, because if you're looking for definitions, that's going to be your immediate resource to go to. Yeah, or what is the name of this function? What parameters does it take? What does it do exactly? Or if you want to look at, oh, I'm working with an array, search MDN array, and you can see all the things you can do with arrays just built into JavaScript. Just stay away from... The little ones that have a little um, like scientific flask next to it, because that's that means it's experimental or not fully supported yet. Yeah, because MDN in and of itself is such an extensive tool that you'll find a lot of questions coming from the answers that you get, anyways. <laughs> you know, because you'll just keep it'll keep leading into more and more stuff, and that's what's really great about it as a education and learning tool 
is it, it just provides you with a really quick and easy access to the answers of yeah. quick and easy questions, really. And it's, it's really, um, I think, important to learn how to read documentation like that because they, they have this way of writing out how to call a function, for example. They have this, their own syntax for writing that out because yeah. it's not exactly code. It's kind of like pseudocode. So there might be like optional parameters, for instance. Right. And they'll yeah. put those in the square brackets. And it'll actually be an opening square bracket, then a comma, because the comma's optional. If you don't if you don't have the second parameter, you don't need the comma. Right. So th- that kind of stuff can be confusing if you don't know how to read that stuff. And then they might have like a bar and that it's like your pipe character that's above your backslash, and that means or. Right. Like it could be this or that. Yeah, and that's and that's actually something that kind of tricked me a little bit at the beginning, just because I uh, I didn't realize well I did, and I had been using W three schools a lot, and they kind of dumbed it down for you. They tried to talk to you a lot more, uh, not straightforward necessarily, but just using like the actual stuff that you would see, yeah. whereas like uh, MDN uses the kind of societally accepted way of talking about these things. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's, that can be something that's a little bit difficult in the, as you're learning and growing in the developer world. There are accepted ways of talking about certain things. Uh, doesn't mean that that has been just explicitly written out. It may be taught in like school and stuff now. I don't know. But um, I, I, I found that it was talked about, but it wasn't like anyone ever just come out and said, oh, yeah, you need to make sure you put array.prototype.whatever right, yeah. when you're talking I, about these things. I never had a class in school teaching me how to read documentation. Yeah. I feel like a class in reading documentation would have been extremely useful. <laughs> yeah, because you, you read a lot about it. I mean, like, for example, Angular, which we talked a little bit about, and jQuery, they all have their own documentation that you will refer to at some point. And it's actually great you mentioned that because the documentation for those libraries and frameworks are often really good. Yeah, like for instance, really good. My wife was learning jQuery, and you just go to their site, and you can search for anything, and it brings up like exactly the function you're looking for, explains exactly how to use it, exactly what it does, gives you examples you can look at. And I could be wrong about this, but I, I feel like MDN doesn't really waste its time talking about like those things. It's really just JavaScript. Right? It's got JavaScript, HTML, and CSS. Right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, J- JavaScript, HTML, and CSS. Not the and libraries then, and frameworks. And then also SVG. Yeah, it doesn't have libraries and frameworks. Okay. It's just like the official um, specifications, like the standard stuff. You're right. And then probably the biggest light at the end of the tunnel for you in most cases, as far as when you're really struggling and you're really scared of a certain idea... Stack Overflow is going to be an awesome resource for you. Yeah, and, and I, would, I would challenge you to really get comfortable with Stack Overflow, create a profile, and actually sign up for it, and then actually vote for you know, things that are helpful or star questions or helpful, for t- for helpful to you, and uh, even ask a question. If you're really stumped on something and you can't find the answer and no one's ever asked it before yeah that's gonna be really key I think uh, 
I mean, it's as simple as just going into Google and saying, whatever it is you're having an issue with, like, oh, palindrome uh, toy problem. You'll And then you'll see, like, some things. You'll probably have to put, like, JS, because Stack Overflow is a general resource for a lot of different languages. Yeah. But, uh, so you will have to specify JavaScript when you're searching on, on Google. Yeah, every time I search on Google, I start it with JavaScript and whatever the problem is, or HTML and whatever the problem is. Because if you're just searching how to do something with, a, with an array, for instance, Google has no idea which language you want to do that in. And the great thing is that you will typically find a very accepted answer um, in a lot of cases, or, or like the most efficient answer. Yeah, and that's then, why Stack Overflow is really good. It brings the best answer to the top. Yeah, and then they'll also provide documentation and articles that kind of back that up. That's what a really good answer yeah. will do. And you know, I used to, before Stack Overflow, I would end up on these terrible forum websites, and someone asks you a question at the top, and then 50 discussions later, uh, maybe there's an answer buried in there somewhere, and, but maybe below the answer, there's a bunch more discussion, so it's impossible, it was, you know, it's just impossible to find the answer. So funny thing is, I ran into that with trying to add a Twitter feed to my website, and yeah. I was just reading forever and ever, and I found out that like they never, they just never got an answer to, to this issue <laughs> that I that I got. So I went on to, I actually went on to Stack Overflow and at, looked for this the answer to this question. I, ulti- I ultimately I found it in a very very roundabout way, and uh, and sometimes that happens. So that's kind of a word of caution to you. You're not gonna because. Programming is so creative and so it can be fairly abstract at times. It's what people consider to be the best way sometimes, but it's not always the best way in other times. And so when you, you're looking for a specific answer, you may not find it. You yeah. may have to work through it yourself. Yeah. And sometimes I've found that like you don't know what to search for. So you just, do, you just search for something, and then maybe one of those results gives you a hint for a better word you could use. Yeah. And then you search again, and you can refine your search as you go until you... Because, you know, sometimes you just don't know what to search for. If someone hasn't asked that question with that exact same wording, Google may not be able to find it. And this is how... One example of what happened to me was, this is how I found out about regular expressions. And I looked at that, and I was just like, what the heck is a regular expression? But then I dived down that rabbit hole, you know, and I started just like looking it up, trying to learn it as much as possible. And I still don't have it down, you know, perfect, but uh, it's something that's super useful to me. And I, I do know that a lot of people use them and they can be really a really useful tool. But I wouldn't have found that out just like in my path until yeah. way down the line of, of learning. You know, and, and that kind of brings up a point that I think sometimes you don't have to learn all the things right now. Just knowing that something exists is can be really helpful. Right. Just knowing that it exists, it's out there. You don't have to learn it right now, but down the road, maybe you will need to learn it for something. Yeah, it kind of sparks the neurons later down, yeah. just randomly. Um, this also brings up another point, because you will get frustrated. You will come to a point where you just really don't understand even the answers that you're getting. And they could be like, they could have like a thousand votes on them, and you just be like, I don't understand why this is a like great you're missing answer. some sort of prerequisite knowledge. <laughs> yeah, and you probably are. So the way to supplement this is to go out and learn. And we have several 
ways that are fairly widely accepted and some of our favorite ways of learning, uh, of just actually going out and taking classes and learning for free, or not for free, too, in some cases. Yeah, so there's uh, codeschool.com is one of my favorites. We mentioned that a little bit last time with Try Git. Yeah. They've got a few, few uh, courses like that that you can try for free. Um, they've got a lot of JavaScript stuff. They've got Angular. They've got um, some basics uh, HTML. I think probably one of the most popular ones right now is Code Academy. Yeah. Not to be confused with Code School, actually. But Code Academy is really popular. It's doing really well, and they're just constantly adding uh, classes. I just saw that they have a, a, actually a Python class now, too, that you can start learning a little bit of Python. Um, but as far as like web development, that's, they have a great 10-hour JavaScript introduction uh, or introduction to JavaScript. They also have a great, I think it's like one-hour or three-hour JavaScript introduction as well. Uh, that just kind of goes through, and they show you some really interesting use cases for JavaScript. Yeah. And then there's uh, Team Treehouse. Which is paid. Yeah, it is paid. Code School is also paid. Yeah, yeah. There's some free ones on Code School, but ultimately, yeah. if you want to get really deep and dirty, you got to pay. Yeah. And Team Treehouse is really fun and friendly design, and you get points and stuff um, similar to Code School. There's also lynda.com, which is really just videos, and then they give you example files you can download. Yeah, and if you're going down that road, then you could also just go to udemy.com and look up videos and pay for the videos Udemy. that you find. And you can actually find some really good informational. I actually have a few classes that I'm, I'm looking at for uh, Angular and JavaScript um, that uh, I got from Udemy, actually. But Tree hmm. Team Treehouse is what I started out with. Yeah, and it's only twenty five bucks a month, I think. Yeah. Or if you want to go pro and get access to like their conference recordings and stuff like I don't know things that you don't necessarily really need, then you pay fifty bucks uh, uh, a month. But they also have a free month, and so if you want to go in there and just play with it and test it out, it, it's pretty cool. They've got some really great teachers and classes, and they've got like a whole course. So if you want to learn JavaScript or front-end web development, they have a front-end web development course. Or if you just kind of want to, you know, look at things, then... Skip around at, a little bit. You can skip around if you really want to. Um, and then another one that's just videos is Pluralsight.com. Yeah, Pluralsight's cool. And they're kind of in tandem with Code School. Yeah, now, they, right? they bought Code School. They bought Code School. That's really cool. Pluralsight's local as well, right? Yeah, right here in uh, American Fork, Utah. Utah homegrown, I believe. I don't or know. Lehigh. Um, then there's some, uh, there's some sites that are actually more like college courses. There's uh, Coursera. Yeah. And uh, MIT Open Courseware. I think they have some really good programming classes on there. And I think Udacity is more like courses like that. So there's like a then there's, then, then there's, <laughs> then there's uh, Yeah. There's also Khan Academy. Khan Academy, yeah. Which is crazy, because he kind of started off as, like, economics slash math slash stats, and now he's just, like, everything. And that's all on yeah. YouTube. Oh, they actually just came out with a pretty cool course on Khan Academy about um, where they teamed up with Pixar to, to create a course about animation. Which is awesome. I should go into that. What, what, we should do a podcast about why we should get into animation, because <laughs> that's really fun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I... 
that's that's the cool open world of development. You have a ton of resources open to you. Uh, in some cases, you might decide that you need to go to school and go to a university and, I don't know, take some classes. Uh, but ultimately, the developer world is really trying to provide that to you, that opportunity to you without having to go to a university. Yeah. And you know what? There's also a lot of free ebooks online. Yeah. Coding. In fact, uh, there's a GitHub repo that's called Free Programming Ebooks. And one of my favorite ones, sorry, <laughs> you just brought this up and I just started thinking about this because I love this book. Now I can't remember what it's called. Oh, I remember. It's called Eloquent JavaScript. And so if you really want it in book form, you can pay for it on Amazon. Yeah. But if, if you want it for free, it's online and it is awesome. It is really good. My, my wife got that for beginning stuff and I looked over it and it's, it's really good. And I... I really like the printed version. It feels, it's like really well made. Yeah, he goes about it in a more in-depth way. It's, it's fun. He doesn't hold your hand, um, but he tries to make it like fun, you know. Yeah, more there's some applicable. fun examples you Yeah, can fun do. examples. And then they also, like, there's tons of practice problems that you can do in the browser as you go along reading the books. So that's the thing that I'm reading right now, and it's, it's awesome. Cool. So I think that wraps up our episode today, huh? You know, you know another good place people can learn. Oh, I, the, I guess we haven't wrapped up this episode. The Web of Tomorrow podcast is pretty good. Oh, I guess. I mean, I think I've heard of that one. Uh, yeah, that one's that one's pretty darn good, actually. It's really where you're just gonna find the most learning, actually. Yeah, now the I most. think about it. <laughs> Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, how do I react to that? <laughs> so just in case you didn't catch that, we are the Web of Tomorrow. Riley Carasquillo and... Adam Harris. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to uh, you joining us for next week, in which we talk about how to fly with JavaScript. It's a real thing. You can actually fly. <laughs>